But the experience we want to have is you don't want to lose opportunities because people don't understand what you do. And there's a statistic, there's a stat from, uh, or a quote from Y Combinator, Michael Siebel, that the number one mistake that founders make is that they can't explain clearly what their business does. That is exactly what our software is designed for. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, this is Gretch from the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we've hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners just like you, or what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on CEO hacks and CEO nuggets. This is by far one of my favorite questions I asked on the show. In other words, I asked, what are the apps, books, and habits that make you more effective and efficient? Those were the CEO hacks. And then I asked for a word of wisdom or a piece of advice or something that you might tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine. And those were the CEO nuggets. That's what we'll focus on this month and some of the top ones that can instantly impact your business. I love all the questions, but with every episode, I felt I would walk away with something I could look at and implement right there to save the precious resources, time and money. Or I would also learn about the advice, tips and tidbits or tools of the trade on how to level up our organization. So you'll hear some of these this month. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Kelvin Johnson of Brevity. Kelvin, it's great to have you on the show. Gresh, thanks for having us. Yes, excited to have you all on and, and talk about all the awesome things you've been working on. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Kelvin so you could hear about some of those awesome things. And CEO and co-founder of Brevity, an AI-powered software helping professionals create persuasive pitches. Kelvin has a versatile career experience as a CPA, consultant, and executive at a fast growth tech startup in Denver. He's the author of the forthcoming novel, Don't Fear the Sharks, Six Principles to Pitch Investors, coming out in October 2022. And Johnson graduated from Villanova University with a master's of accountancy. Super excited to have you on the show, Kelvin. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Absolutely. I'm excited for this. All right, let's get it started then. So to kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah. How, how do we land on brevity? So before brevity, I was uh, running a, a consultancy called Humble Warrior Advisors. And even in the background, you've highlighted on a lot of, the, I went from being a CPA to now, how do you run a communication software as a service company? And so I went from being a CPA, did management consulting, eventually was a fifth employee of a, a tech company out of Denver. And from that experience, I started my own consultancy called Humble Warrior Advisors, where I was helping other early stage entrepreneurs get to that next major milestone, whether that was help they needed with their finances, uh, whether that was sales. But what I found myself helping out the most with was the pitch. 
right? And whether it's to acquire customers or secure funding. And when I was running my own consultancy, it was always in the back of my head, how can I productize my insights at scale, right? And uh, what, what hurt me was there was a lot of people who found value in my services, um, but for those who couldn't afford it, how could I actually help those people that have amazing ideas, but they have difficulty crafting and delivering a clear, concise, and compelling pitch? Um, so I asked myself that question. I started asking like questions. What are the options for people that need to improve and optimize their story to get someone else to take action? So on one, on one side of the spectrum, you had, like myself, those expensive pitch coaches and consultants that not necessarily everybody could afford to help clarify their message. On the other end, you had these expert books, blogs, YouTube channels. And my discoveries showed that a lot of people found it too time-consuming and overwhelming to learn those actions and apply those into action. And then I started to really dive deep into the pitch and presentation software as a service market. And I would say 98% of the landscape was hyper-focused on pitch deck aesthetics, slide design, layout, and formatting. And we've all seen pretty presentations uh, where you can put lipstick on a pig. Um, so we saw a gap in the market in a self-service manner. How can people create clear, concise, and compelling story? And that's where we started to go on this journey with brevity. Nice. I absolutely love that. Awesome. So I want to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more about brevity. Can you take us through exactly how it works, how you're making that impact? Yes. Yes. So again, brevity is an AI powered tool that helps people craft and deliver persuasive pitches that sell. And that's relevant for fundraising. That's relevant for sales. That's relevant for interviewing for a job. That's relevant for corporate presentations, asking someone out on a date, right? We're, we're really designed to help you get that clear, concise, and compelling message to better influence your target audience. And the way this works, I, I compare a product in two different realms. One is TurboTax. TurboTax did a really great job of taking those long tax filings and breaking that down into consumable, digestible parts. We've applied that same logic for being, being able to create a pitch script across all those different scenarios. Our product that launches November uh, 2nd you're going to have over 100 different scenarios where you need to influence your, your target audience. And what's difficult for people is how do I start a pitch? How do I transition? How do I end? So we basically applied that TurboTax logic where you're getting step-by-step -step guidance, directives, and examples along that path to help you curb writer's block and spur ideas. And then the other way our product works is similar to Grammarly, where we've created our own proprietary pitch intelligence that analyzes your, your pitch script and provides, provides ways to be more clear, concise, and compelling to better influence that target audience. Nice. I absolutely love that. And it's so important. Like you, you said, there's some really phenomenal, you know, potential products and service people that are looking for funding or whatever it might be. Maybe even just we're trying to ask that person out on the date, as you talked about, too. But it's almost as if it doesn't happen unless you're able to, with brevity, a lot of times be concise and effective in the things that you're saying. So I feel like you're helping people to bridge that gap to see those things, whether it be a date or obviously the next you know, big thing that's coming out comes to fruition. Correct, correct. Because our goal at Brevity is really around being understood. So we can't guarantee that you get fundraising or you close that deal. But the experience we want to have is you don't want to lose opportunities because people don't understand what you do. And there's a statistic, there's a stat from or a quote from you know Y Combinator Michael Siebel that 
the number one mistake that founders make is that they can't explain clearly what their business does. That is exactly what our software is designed for. So whether you're at a networking event, you're in an airport, you're in an elevator, and someone asks you what you do, we have one of the best products, um, what I would say, in the world to be able to do that. The purpose of our, our platform is to drive engagement so people actually want to learn more about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 so powerful. So I, it almost makes me wonder: is do you feel like that's part of your personal or even the the, the business's secret sauce, the ability uh, to to take that information and synthesize it and be able to help people to communicate that? Do you feel like that's what sets you apart? It makes you unique. Yeah, I, I think it's the entourage effect. There's not one feature it, it, that I would say that's just superior. It's the the aggregation of really helping people refine their story, their content, their message, and their delivery. I didn't touch on the delivery part, but it's really the entourage effect of all these features. That is the secret sauce in the workflow. Absolutely. Love that. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit, and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Entrepreneurial journey is super, super hard. It, your ability to manage stress, your ability to manage emotions is, is, is huge because that allows you to think clear. So one of the big things that George has prompted me to do early in my journey, because I'm, I'm a you know Philadelphia guy, I got a lot of energy, uh, a lot of passion, but and, and a lot of emotion. But your, your emotions can be either fuel or interference. So he challenged me to become what's called a professional emotions processor. So one of the big things I do probably twice a day is I do my deep breathing exercises, um, but I have this journal called RAIN. And, and RAIN, the acronym stands for recognition of the emotions, acceptance of the emotions, investigating why, what, trying to do some root cause. And then the, the N stands for nourishment slash non-identification. So literally journal, journaling out, you know, I feel anxious about blah, blah, blah. I accept because a lot of people are like, you shouldn't feel this way. No, you got to recognize, you got to accept it, investigate why, and then you got to find a way to get some nourishment and not have some non-identification with that emotion so you can process that fully and move on so you can think in the most, think as clear as possible. We make so many decisions as CEOs outside of exercising and diet and all that other stuff, but I think really processing your emotions has, has been something that's been super helpful for me in my journey. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you sharing that, especially the, the, the way to think through those things and, and being able to kind of spell out rain and have that for like a better term exercise to go through that. Because I almost feel with emotions, sometimes we can try to push them off or compartmentalize them or say they're not affecting. But I think that you end up giving more power to them when I think if you're able to really go through that exercise and explore that emotion, why am I angry? Why am I happy? Why am I, whatever that might be. And you start to get more, I don't want to say power, but maybe awareness around it. So it allows you to, to be more empowered by understanding this is the emotion that I feel and this is how it's resulting. So if you want to redirect it or whatever it might be, you at least have more awareness of, around what's happening. Awareness is the first step for any change, right? So that's why I really, I, I use this, you know, twice a day, mornings and nights. I absolutely love it. So what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? So this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell your favorite business client potentially, or if you were to hop into a time machine, what might you tell your younger business self? We get taught a lot of things in life, right? But it's very easy to 
and, and things that you might have done well in other roles. So before Brevity, uh, I was introduced to this hiring methodology called the Who Hiring Method. It's considered one of the top you know, hiring methodologies in the VC private equity space. And I did that under somebody else. And when it came to running my own company, it's one of those things that I just forgot about. So have a hiring methodology is, is something that, and stay consistent. You don't have to be by the book per se, but have a hiring methodology, test it out, continuously iterate, but don't, don't hire by bias or even let's put it this way. Even, even my co-founder, I've known him, him from three years old. I still leverage the who hiring method when uh, we decided to join forces. So, and it's been an unbelievable, it's been my best working relationship in my career. So have a hiring methodology, stay consistent. Because regardless if you're running a software company, hardware, fintech, crypto, you're going to have to work with people and align philosophies, core values, alignment on the vision and mission of the company is super critical, especially at the early stages. Nice, nice, nice. So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on their show. So Kelvin, what does being a CEO mean to you? CEO, it means a few things to me. So this may not be super brevity, but chief energy officer, chief everything officer. And then I like to say chief CFO, chief follow-up officer, right? At the end of the day, it all comes back to you. And it's really important to be collaborative. And But I would say that the, the chief follow-up officer, it's very easy for things to fall through the cracks. And I don't want to, when you asked me a question earlier, I'm a big fan of getting things done. And I think that's been mentioned on your podcast multiple times about time blocking. I don't want to bore the audience with the things they've already heard before, but that is super uh, important to make sure um, the, the I's are being dotted and the T's are being crossed. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's so underrated because I, I feel like I almost believe it's a misconception about success is that sometimes people feel like the the people that are most successful, they try one time and then it happens and then they just do that over and over again. And then their success, whatever that means. But it's often that follow up persistence. Resi- a lot of those things I think are in the recipe of success. And it feels like you, you, you feel the same way. Put, put it this way, even with current investors in my company, the amount of blue, we have people use iMessage, the amount of blue doesn't look great. (laughs) (laughs) But they ended up investing, right? So that's the, you got to be willing to go into blue. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Literally and metaphorically. (laughs) Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Kelvin, truly appreciate that definition and then that perspective. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people could get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things you or your team are working on. And of course, get a copy of your forthcoming book. Yeah. So a few things. Instagram is at Brevity Pitch Official. We will be launching our commercial product in early November. You can go to brevitypitch.com. Sign up for an account. This is relevant for anybody that's looking to influence and persuade. Um, pitches for sales, fundraising, interviewing for a job. Um, we make sure that in when you're competing with Zoom fatigue, lower comprehension rates, and shrinking attention spans, shrinking attention spans, uh, that you have something that's clear, concise, that's easy to understand um, for any time you're looking to present. So appreciate you guys having uh, us on the show. 
Yeah, absolutely. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you and, and you know, take advantage of all the awesome things that you're doing. But absolutely love, you know, everything that you're doing. Again, it's, it's, I think it's so underrated in ability to communicate what we're thinking and sometimes the great ideas. And I appreciate you taking your genius and being able to share that to so many people and do that to scale. I think it's something that is obviously very necessary in all aspects of life. So thank you so much for sharing your genius and your brilliance. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Absolutely. Thanks, Crash. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.